to the Kung Fu Dragon Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. A headstrong brat with a knack for getting into trouble gets disowned until he can master self-discipline from one of the most ruthless kung fu teachers ever. It's the potent mix of kung fu and comedy that put a young Jackie Chan on the map for good. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Eden, and today we're taking a shot at the Drunken Master. <laughs> Drunken Master was directed by Yun Wu Ping and released in 1978, and it starred the one and only Jackie Chan as Chinese folk hero Wang Fei Hung. This film featured one of the most iconic kung fu fighting styles known as Drunken Fist, or Drunken Boxing, or Drunken Monk, maybe. As a kid, I understood what drunk meant because I had uncles that liked to throw a few back at family parties every now and then. So when I first saw this on screen, I thought, oh my god, all my uncles are kung fu masters. I eventually realized how wrong I was, but that didn't stop me from falling in love with the style. And next to the snake style, this was the other most often imitated style for play fighting. Or maybe it was real. I had some rough friends growing up. Jackie Chan is one of the most well-known martial arts movie stars all over the world, and he's known as much for his comedy as he is for his incredible skill, and in particular the effortless way that he blends the two in his fight choreography. In this film, a young incorrigible Wong Fei Hung, or Freddie Wong in the English dub, is a wild child with no regard for authority. His constant troublemaking gets back to his father, who decides that the only way to break him of his bad habits is to kung fu him into submission. So he arranges for Freddy to train with his notoriously strict uncle, Sohai. Now with a name like that, tell me that a remake of this movie wouldn't cast Cheech or Chong in that role. Sohai has a reputation for being really hard on his students to the point of breaking limbs and leaving them in traction. Freddy's lack of discipline ruins even this arrangement, but a messy assassination plot on Freddy's father forces him to stay with Sohai to complete his training. But will it be enough? We're immediately introduced to a bounty hunter as he retrieves his latest assignment. Five hundred dollars for the death of Charlie Way. From there, we get right into some action as we see a solitary fighter training in a field. This is Charlie Way, and his day is about to get demonstrably worse. Fight scene. The bounty hunter steps to Charlie for some very cordial introductions, where we find out his name is Thunderleg. I would have named a horse Thunderleg, but who am I to judge? The conversation turns decidedly less cordial when Thunderleg reveals that he's been paid to kill Charlie. Charlie understandably protests and even offers a counteroffer on the bounty which Thunderleg flat out refuses. Only my honor comes first. You must realize I'm paid to kill. The contract sealed. So you must die. Don't be so sure of that for Charlie Way, champion of the four door fists, has never yet been defeated. I'll break every bone in your body and send you to hell. The fight scene is pretty aggressive, with Thunderleg demonstrating his powerful Taekwondo kicking ability. Charlie, whose heretofore undefeated style is known as the four-door fist, is able to hang with Thunderleg for a good stretch until Thunderleg's footwork barrage slowly starts to pick away at Charlie's defenses. The actor who plays Thunderleg, Huang Jiang Li, made a reputation for himself as a real-life Thunderleg. His incredible footwork labeled him a super kicker in the martial arts cinema world. He taught his native homeland Korean army Taekwondo and even killed a Vietnamese knife fighter in self-defense, according to IMDb. Meanwhile, Charlie takes a hard kick to the groin, which starts a quick descent for his prospects. Thunderleg starts pouring it on and finishes it with a brutal double-flying kick to Charlie's chest. We then cut to a kung fu school where our boy Freddy, who happens to be the son of the headmaster, is training with other students. 
The assistant teacher is a whiny-voiced, snivelling little weasel with a mammoth mole on his chin from which sprouts an incredibly unsightly bunch of hair. It doesn't look at all healthy, and if I were him, I'd schedule a visit to the dermatologist right away. While he's instructing, Freddy and his friends conspire to tease the assistant and generally horse around. When the assistant confronts Freddy, Freddy shows his teacher up with a demo of the style that would make Jackie Chan world famous for years to come. Uh, oh, you like to test your teacher's kung fu, would you? And magpies can't fly, can they? They square off with Freddy repeatedly exploiting the weaknesses and openings in the assistant's style, but what makes this exchange so enjoyable is Jackie's comedic use of props and a light-hearted choreography that really belies the complexity of the moves. After humiliating their teacher, Freddy and his boys are chilling in the marketplace when they spot a beautiful girl walking by. As male bravado dictates, they challenge each other to get her attention, and of course Freddy boasts that not only will he get her attention, he'll get a hug too. So Freddy steps to the girl and cons his way into a kiss and a hug, which upsets the girl's mother. Freddy is immediately disrespectful and dismissive, but Mama Bear ain't having none of that noise. Fight scene! Mama Bear slaps Freddy around and proceeds to show off amazing balance and control when she kicks Freddy to the side, then holds her stance as if to dare Freddy to come get some. Freddy apparently has no problem hitting a woman because he gets all up in her face, but Mama Bear is more than up to the challenge. What's particularly impressive about this mom foo is the grace and delicate nature of the moves that actress Linda Ling employs. It really looks like she's performing a ballet, but a ballet that does some real damage, at least to Freddy. She uses an array of cartwheels and drops that look absolutely effortless, while Freddy, in contrast, is left to flail around to defend himself. Clearly beaten, Freddy backs down and runs off. On his way home, Freddy stumbles across a privileged snot bag who's shaking down local merchants and destroying property. Freddy, who's already having a bad day, jumps to the rescue like Robin Hood. Fight scene. We get a more traditional fight scene here with lots of hand-to-hand -hand work, but it's enhanced by the way that Freddy uses the surrounding environment. He steps up on ledges, uses tables, and even picks up his toppled foe from a vegetable basket by grabbing his ankles and literally flipping him out of it. The snapback gets his hands on a sword and really tests Freddy's evasive skills. Not one to be unarmed, though, Freddy manages to snag two cucumbers and uses them for attack and defense, and has to watch his knuckles as they get sliced down to nubs. There's a great close-quarter sequence where Freddy's rolling with the sword strokes and manages to maneuver himself into position to pick the guy's pockets and toss the wrong merchant some money. He then proceeds to humiliate the guy, disarm him, and leave him pretty beaten up. Back at the school, Freddy's father is entertaining his sister and niece, who are in town for a visit. Freddy gets home only to realize that the ladies happen to be the pretty girl and the mama bear that beat him down earlier. He tries to sneak by, but Mama Bear calls him out on the carpet for his antics. Freddy's father is less than happy. You'll pay for this, you scum, you criminal! At that moment, lying on a cart and wrapped up in gauze and plaster casts is the snot bag from earlier, as he's wheeled into the school by his father. It's a perfect storm now for Freddy, and his father loses it a little bit and kind of overreacts. I've got to kill this devil! He's a disgrace to the name of Wong! Wow, again, ancient China, not looking like a great place to live. Mama Bear intervenes here and suggests that Mr. Lee, whose son was beaten up, should be the one to choose the punishment. Mr. Lee assigns one of his bodyguards to teach Freddy a lesson in ten strokes, with Freddy prohibited from fighting back. Fight scene. The bodyguard breaks out his Divine Eight palm style and gets some big hits in on Freddy. And again, the imaginative choreography takes center stage, with Freddy doing a lot of floor work and having to pop up off of different pieces of furniture in the room. When the 10 hits are exhausted, 
Mama Bear again steps in, but the bodyguard gets in a sucker punch. Mama Bear turns tail here and tells Freddy to use a new tactic. Snake and crane together. Freddy weaves the two styles into one and proceeds to dismantle the bodyguard, leaving him just as bloody and broken as the snot bag on the cart. He came in a furor with one ragged cripple. He left in a furor with two on the stretcher. Mr. Wong still wants to kill him, but gets talked down to just grounding him, but with an emphasis on more kung fu training. His first punishment is the pose on the poster, five hours squatting in the horse stance while balancing cups of boiling water on his head, arms, and legs. When Freddy tries to cheat his way out of that, it's the last straw for his dad who decides to bring in the heavy hitters, his uncle Sohai. While enduring one last torturous training exercise, Freddy learns just how horrible a monster Sohai is reputed to be. Freddy decides that the best course of action is... We run like hell! Freddy goes on the lam, but didn't exactly plan for the journey, as he finds himself with no money and no food. Ever the schemer, he tries to finagle himself a free meal in a restaurant, which apparently hires the most offensively stereotypical waiters ever. Seriously, go watch the scene where the waiter comes to Freddy's table and take a look at that gigantic buck-toothed overbite that the waiter is rocking. You'll see it again later, but this kind of self-deprecating humor pops up every now and then in these old kung fu movies, and it's always a little jarring every time. The English dub exacerbates it by purposely muffing the dialogue, which is, of course, wrong, but extremely hilarious. Anyway, Freddy gets caught in his lie and finds himself squaring off against a gorilla. Fight scene. No, it's not a real gorilla. Instead, it's the restaurant's bouncer, biggest busboy ever, who bears a resemblance to Bolo Young in his blood sport days, and has a weird fondness for flexing his overinflated pecs. This devolves into a brawl with the restaurant staff and showcases a lot of Jackie Chan's prop choreography. He hops from table to table, but gets caught when he slips on a spittoon. His punishment comes from the bucktooth stereotype in the form of gut punches that make him vomit up all the food he stole. Effective, gross but effective, he gets thrown across the table where he gets some help from a drunken old man who amazingly displays some crazy kung fu skills. The actor, Xu Tinyun, was 66 at the time and had to be doubled by his sons and sometimes by the director himself in some scenes because the action was just too demanding. And if you watch carefully, you can see where the exchanges happen and in a few scenes, you can catch the sped-up action or the reverse filming to get some of the effects to play out. It doesn't take away from any of the fun, though, as Sohai uses a dish rag to take out the entire crew so that the two can make their escape. While resting, Freddy finds out that his savior is none other than Sohai himself. A panicked Freddy tries to escape again, but Sohai is more cunning and corrals him to try to get him to submit. Freddy puts up a good fight, running through his entire bag of tricks and as many animal styles as he can call up, but Sohai seems to always be prepared as he thrashes him pretty soundly. Hey guys, this is Bill. This is Phineas. And together, we're the Tattooed Bananas. We do a comedy podcast, and on our comedy podcast, we talk about all kinds of wacky crap, like... Nutscaping. I'll tuck you in tonight. Turning your funeral into a funeral. Can I have an ice pop? Can I have a candy? Dick fishing, furniture banging, and so much more. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and connect with us with the Potter and Family hashtag on Twitter. Yeah, don't forget to check out the Instagram. Throw a bag of bagels at someone's head.
learn how to fall. Right? That was only your first lesson. Now we get to see the crazy teaching techniques that have made Sohai such a feared instructor. If you remember back to episode 2 when we talked about the 36th chamber of Shaolin, we got to see the lead character's serious and reverential take on Kung Fu training. Jackie Chan takes that training and puts his signature humor on it, and it still doesn't diminish from the rigor of the exercises. I'm not saying that he makes the training look fun. Far from it but we certainly have fun watching him suffer. During a water jug balancing exercise, Freddy gets the drop on so high and runs away with no intention of returning. He holds up in an abandoned building, which, unfortunately, happens to be the pickup point for Thunderleg's bounty notices. Sure enough, Thunderleg happens upon Freddy as he's drying his clothes and tells him to scram. The headstrong Freddy mouths off, which makes Thunderleg just a little perturbed. Fight scene! Freddy, of course, has no idea that he's fighting a contract killer, and to his credit, Thunderleg knows that he's dealing with a brash young punk who may deserve a thrashing but doesn't necessarily deserve to die. Remember, his honor comes first. At least it seems that way because in this fight, he uses his lethal legs far less than he did against Charlie Way. He seems to really be trying to teach Freddy a lesson in humility as he critiques his kung fu throughout the fight. Maybe in another universe, Freddy takes the beating, learns to respect him, and asks him to be his teacher. When Thunderleg actually does use his legs... He uses them creatively, like in one particular sequence where he kicks up, gets his foot grabbed by Freddy, slips his foot out of the shoe, whacks Freddy a few times across the face, then slips back into the shoe before pulling his leg back to gloat. Freddy gets absolutely humiliated, with the final insult being to have to crawl between Thunderleg's spread legs and skulk away in just his underwear. Freddy can't do much else but tuck his tail between his legs and run right back to so high. Sohai reluctantly accepts his student back and gets right back to training Freddy using tools like a bamboo marionette setup so that he can control how Freddy's arms move just like a puppet. Uh, he uses a hanging inverted sit-up rack where Freddy has to transfer water from jar to jar and something as simple as cracking walnuts using just his fingers. You can see where the Mr. Miyagi influences come from with all of these unorthodox non-kung fu kung fu training techniques. During some downtime, Sohai and Freddy head out to the city to try to win some money from one of those shell game scams. Sohai's quick eyes give him an advantage, but the shell game cons have no intention of paying up. Fight scene. The con man announces that he is the iron-headed bullet, and he is not planning on giving back the money without a fight. If you're a longtime fan of kung fu movies, you've seen this character many times. Sometimes it's portrayed seriously, and other times, like in this instance, he's portrayed as a buffoon. Ironhead goes on the offensive, but Freddy makes quick work of him after he gets his hand on a hammer and riddles his head with these ridiculous-sized knots. Back at training camp, Freddy works on more strengthening moves like elevated push-ups where he flips his hands over from palm to the back of his hand between reps. Jackie Chan is really doing these moves, and I defy any one of you out there to do more than three of these before seriously reconsidering your life choices. Throughout all of this, Sohai, the raging, unapologetic alcoholic that he is, is busy downing bottle after bottle of wine. And when he runs out, sends Freddy into town to pick up some more. Now, instead of spending all the money on the wine, which he was supposed to do, 
Freddy uses some of it to eat a nice meal and then dilutes the wine with water to fill the bottle. When we catch up with the weighing so high, he's got the shakes from not having had a drink in a few hours. At this point, we're watching an addict suffering withdrawal symptoms while waiting for his alcohol fix when he gets an unexpected visit. Fight scene. A bandaged iron-headed bullet arrives at the gate with the King of Bamboo, seeking retaliation. Seriously, the guy's name is the King of Bamboo. When Bamboo learns that he's challenging so high, he's ready to beat a hasty retreat, but Ironhead convinces him otherwise by pointing out that the old man has the shakes, and that a guy like Sohai wouldn't have those shakes. Bamboo goes for it, and the fight scene features some awesome stick work from Bamboo, and lots of dynamic groundwork and leaping from Sohai. However, because he's partially sober, he's less than effective, which is a ringing endorsement for being under the influence as often as possible for maximum output, right? Cheers. Freddy arrives as the fight escalates and tosses the bottle of wine to Sohai, who immediately takes a swig and angrily spits out the watered-down wine. Freddy has to jump in, and together they're able to outsmart Bamboo long enough to run and live to fight another day. Later, an apologetic Freddy has a heart-to-heart with Sohai about his training, which he thinks is a lot of nonsense. Here, Sohai sets him straight and introduces him to the secret style known as the Eight Drunk Gods. After a lot of healthy alcohol consumption, Sohai gets up and starts demonstrating the staggering effectiveness of drunken boxing. Don't be fooled by my staggering around. There's power inside the kill. It looks real enough, yet it isn't. The fact that you're pretending to lose lets you win. After drilling in all the basics, he thinks Freddy is ready to learn it, but... To study my style, you'll find it easier if you have a drink first. Alcohol-fueled kung fu. Can life get any better? I submit that it cannot. We go to a training montage as Freddy practices the different styles as represented by each of the eight drunken gods. Jackie Chan looks incredible, stumbling around and then whipping right into a fighting stance as he emulates the strengths of each of the different forms. He snaps from loose and limber and off balance into a speedy, sharp and crisp attack that looks like it has real power behind it. Now, I was never sure if drunken boxing was actually real or even effective, but there's a great video online, and I'll put the link in the show notes, from the show Fight Science, where the resident drunken boxing master explains how powerful it really can be when wielded correctly. One of the drunken gods that Freddy has to emulate is a goddess named Miss Ho. However, he thinks it's sissy, quote-unquote, and refuses to do it. Meanwhile, back at home, the father of the snotbag, Mr. Lee, is quarreling with Freddy's father over a piece of property that's rich in coal. Mr. Wong is not interested in selling, so Mr. Lee does what any normal businessman would do. He goes and hires the contract killer Thunderleg to erase Mr. Wong. Remember King of Bamboo? As Freddy's heading home from training, he happens upon the king as he's doing his day job as King of Catering. Fight scene. Freddy loads up with some wine as he and King Bamboo go toe-to-toe. This time, Freddy's more than up to the challenge. He uses a lot of his newly learned techniques and does a great job of channeling so high as he bobs and weaves and really embarrasses King Bamboo with his improved abilities. There's a particularly gross moment here when King Bamboo's face is pressed into a pile of cow droppings. And you can almost feel the warmth of the pile as he's pulling his face from it. Throughout this fight, Freddy's taking healthy swigs of wine, so it seems that Sohai has successfully managed to create an extremely high-functioning raging alcoholic with lethal kung fu abilities. Yeah, that seems safe. Next, he's going to go hand out loaded guns to children with lollipops stuck in the barrel. Okay, not really. Because when Freddy gets back to training camp, he finds that Sohai has picked up and left because his work there is done. Freddy, 
One year has passed, and the time has come for us to take our separate paths. I have taught you all the techniques of the magic of Kung Fu. Practice diligently. Master each technique and remember the eight drunken gods is the ultimate Kung Fu. My home is the world. Try not to miss me. Return home to your father now and be a good son. Just remember, should you ever need me, I'll come to you. So I. Every day, whether you realize it or not, you're moved by the power of visual communication. And that's by design. At Tinbox Marketing Solutions, the goal of that design is to bring effective communication to a myriad of people through shape, color, texture, and sound. Tinbox is a creative services group located in Los Angeles, California, by way of New York City. Their clients include La Tigre, Konami, Pony Footwear, and comedian Jerry Seinfeld. For the bleeding edge in graphic design and print services, don't think outside the box. There is no box. TinBoxSolutions.com Speaking of his father, Mr. Wong gets a report that Mr. Lee and his men have started digging into that property to get to the coal. He rushes out to the site only to get ambushed by Thunderleg. Fight scene. Thunderleg actually expresses his profound respect for Mr. Wong and declares him a target worthy of his assassination. Fittingly, we see a lot more legwork in this fight. You see, 30% hands, 70% legs. There's an amazing leaping move that Thunderleg executes when Mr. Wong has his leg locked up about chest high. Thunderleg jumps up and does a 360 spin within Mr. Wong's grasp and then extends up to his full height above him, kicks him in the face, and then drops down to the ground. Right in the nick of time, of course, Freddy shows up and decides that he's going to finish this fight. Final fight! Thunderleg recognizes Freddy and insults him as he remembers their earlier fight. Just as they're about to get into it, Sohai shows up and hands Freddy a jug of wine to pop by him up. Freddy chugs down the wine and gets sloshed. A confused Thunderleg isn't sure what to make of it, but his attacks get thwarted time and again by the full-on power of the drunken boxing. Freddy starts calling up the technique of the eight drunk gods and puts them to use. Thunderleg is flustered by the constantly shifting attack patterns and switches tactics. He begins using a fluttering hand technique known as the Devil's Shadow Hands, and that's enough to break down Freddy's attacks. We get a cool slow-mo shot of Thunderleg using his quick hand speed to land a series of punches to Freddy's face. At this point, Freddy's a bit on the ropes, and he really should have studied Miss Ho's style because he's exhausted all the other gods. Sohai gives him some last-ditch advice to try and channel the missing hoe technique somehow. Freddy! Huh? She'll appear there without a shadow. Just perform the actions. Watch close and you'll see one. Try to combine all seven gods and try and see her as your own Miss Ho. This is Jackie Chan at his finest as he puts on an effeminate prancing style, complete with little squeals of delight, all while slapping Thunderleg around at will. Thunderleg is again confounded by the new style and is back on his heels for a little bit, and as the fight draws to a close, Freddy pulls out all the stops and uncorks some really impressive moves as only Jackie Chan could present on screen. Freddy takes a final swig of wine, which he spits into Thunderleg's face, allowing him the opening to come in for the killing blow. If you've never watched a kung fu movie before, the Jackie Chan films are a great way to get started. 
His choreography is so imaginative and so much fun that you get transfixed by all of the action. And if you're not enjoying the fights, you're enjoying the comedy. So I highly recommend checking out a Jackie Chan fight if you want to start enjoying Kung Fu cinema. The Ustari Cycle by Jeff Summers, author of the Avery Kate series, has been called intricate with ink-black humor by RT Book Reviews and heartbreaking and soaked in blood and steeped in deadly power and desperation by Publishers Weekly. When blood fuels magic, there are mages, there are bleeders, and there are no good people. Learn the words, get the blood, and rule the world. Available everywhere from gallery books. Check out wearenotgoodpeople.com. I'm going to wrap it up here, guys, but I have to do some shout-outs to a few people first. To Robot13 and Jay Loaf, who guessed my name that movie contest on Instagram, and also to Mike Gonzo at MikeGonzalez530 and Justin H at KingOfKungFuAMP, who did the same on Twitter, and finally to Marcus, who also guessed one on Facebook. A big shout-out to my first rating and review on iTunes from MJG053085. Thank you so much for the kind words. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. Find me on Twitter at Kung Fu Drive-In. And props to all my Twitter pod pals, Movie Source, Rex, Tattooed Bananas, Ice in the Face, the STST cast, the Trivia Geek Show, Family Affairs, and anyone else who reached out to me. Far too many to mention, but thank you so much for all the support. And I will catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.